Yes, welcome back to the Bowling Boys podcast. I'm your host, Sam Nicola. Today, we are looking back at Saturday's 2-2 draw at Crystal Palace. We're giving you our thoughts on the transfer window. And joining me, original bowling boy, Michael Lilly, hat-trick hero, James Knight, and our Twitter guest, Jamie Baxter182. Remember, if you want to get involved, give us a DM. Come on, you irons. Yes, welcome back to the Bowling Boys podcast. You already know our guests that we've got on the show. And today we are looking back at Saturday's 2-2 draw with Crystal Palace. First, I want to find out how the boys are. Lils, you looking good? How are you feeling? Good, mate. I'm, I'm knackered. I picked up a few knocks yesterday in the uh, in that tournament. So, I'm Tell us. Oh, funny you should ask. Um <laughs> No, I played at West Ham's ground yesterday. Probably see it on the Twitter page. Yeah. Uh, in a tournament with work, but it was it was so good, mate. It was unreal. But yeah, clash knees with someone in the group stage, rolled my ankle in the semis. I was knackered at the end, but yeah, marathon running's taking a hit for the week, but it was worth it. Yeah, good man. And uh, what happened with David Moyes then was there a story? <laughs> yeah, to... no, he tried, he did try and sign, but yeah. Oldbridge well, weren't having the loan to buy, so... It's, David Sullivan, classic. Yeah, fell through, didn't it? <laughs> oh, no, mate, it straight in as well, straight over to Noble's locker. Straight yeah. over. Legend. Do, you know, do you know Bobby Moore's got his own locker? Has he? Yeah, I was surprised by that. But, yeah. No, I didn't know that. All right, no, good. No, I think just before you, um, like we started recording, I think you were trying to remind me that this is your, your hat trick. It is. I'm waiting for my bowl, yeah. I'll, I'll be signed bowl. All, all the regulars, yeah. <laughs> all right, love it. How have you been, mate? How are the family? All good. Not too bad, mate. Back to school tomorrow, so peace and quiet around the house for a little while. That'd be nice. I bet you're buzzing with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and finally, um, we've got, if you don't follow him already on Twitter, Jamie Baxter182. Jamie, you're here with us today. You looking forward to the show? Yeah. Yeah, first dip. Looking forward to it. All right, good man. Well, let's. Um, I'm going to start with you, Jamie. Yeah, we'll get straight involved. So we we'll go back to Saturday, and we'll talk about Palace. Uh, what are your yeah. thoughts on the game? What did you make of it? Well, I thought Palace is a bit unknown quantity at the minute because obviously the new gaffer. And I thought when I first saw Vieira going there, I thought that'd be whipping boys. But I was actually not impressed by him because I think we dominated a lot of the, the play. And I think we may come back. It might be one of them games. You know, Moyes always refers back to having dropped the old point and that being the difference between Champions League. Yeah. I think it could it could be one of those games. But the two things that stick with me over and above anything else was it, it showed what we needed. Obviously, this was before the transfer window ended and before we'd got the sign-ins. So I think it really showed we need to level up the centre-halves and we need options off the bench which, as we all know, hopefully had the, the, the right effect. Um, which, because I just feel like Dawson for the second goal, could he have got to that first movement a little bit quicker? You know, you see him stick his leg out. Fair play, Gallagher's turn after that was class. But I think, I don't know, I don't know if Azuma gets there, you know. Um, and then options off the bench, well, I think it says it all with Lanzini and Yamo. You just don't think they're going to cause any trouble when they come on. 
I don't know who you drop out of Bowen for now and, and Benny because they've been classed, but you know, you need options, you need something to come off the bench, something different, and we, we just don't have or didn't have it. So that was a good highlight. But I'd say another thing that proper stuck out to me was I think a lot of clubs will do what Palace did to us on Saturday. They'll respect us a bit more and they won't come at us. Normally we don't tend to have that problem. Like people won't park the bus against us. But you know, they let us have a bit of the ball. And I think they come to fair play, they come onto us at the end and you know, probably could have had a few more shots off or whatever. But I think that's a bit of an iron opener that we would have to deal with that a bit more. You know, teams won't be open. We we play predominantly on the counter and we've got to be wary of that now. We've got to change our game slightly, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, what you're saying there, a lot of it is is pretty much on the money. And, uh, and just that, what you were saying towards the end there um, about what us as fans have probably got to start getting used to, what what bothers me with that, and I mean, we'll get onto it later about the transfer window. And I mean, yourself, again, you touched on it within everything you said there, is them options off the bench. I mean, that was the most frustrating thing for me Saturday, sitting there watching it. And then, and I think Moyes knows as well, because I mean, even Yar- Lanzini, I think, came on with about 10 minutes to go. And then um, Yarmolenko came on with five minutes to go. And to me, that, that just shows someone who has probably sort of rolled the dice and thought, let's, let's see if they can do anything rather than giving someone yeah. um, a, a decent bit of game time to actually make a change in that. So I think what you're saying is uh, like you made all good points there, and I think it was relevant as well. Uh, Nighty. What did you make of the game on Saturday? Yeah, same thing, really. Um, point that Jamie touched on, obviously, is it does feel like at stages now you're watching a big team play when you're watching West Ham. Like, the way we're going about the matches, the way teams are sitting off us a bit. Like with the Leicester match, I just feel like we are a good team. And people know that. Know that. And it is, it's, and nice, it's, to it's watch. nice to watch. Um, um, we played well. We played well. Didn't really... We should have got the three points. Um, obviously, again, could be a case of drop points at the end of the season that cost us. Uh, Gallagher took the gold well. It was just one of them games, I think. We, we're going to have a couple of them this season. They've done what they needed to do against us. We didn't do quite enough. Didn't have enough bodies to bring on. Um, but, yeah, I can't grumble with the start we've had, really. That No losses, I'll take that, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, again, you sort of added to what Jamie said. Uh, and again, the, the goals, it, I, ugh, they were so frustrating because they were both so avoidable where, I mean, I know Antonio's one, it's sort of come off the back of their fella's head, but our first goal, um, I, I, I was actually outside for a beer, I will be honest, I did actually miss it live. <laughs> when I see it back, <laughs> when I see it back, um, it, it was a brilliant goal, wasn't it? And, and yeah, it was great play by both him and for now. I mean, for me, I, what, I, what I want to touch on myself is I thought our, our general play, um, it was just so much more positive. I mean, there were times like the ball was going out of play and rather than walking to go and get it, like what, what we've seen so many times before and be content, they were players, they actually... It's like they've got this belief now that they actually should be winning these games, um, and we and and we should be going for three points. And that I thought was just a massive thing for me to see. I've, no, I've never really seen that at West Ham. Right, normally it's like okay, we're drawing with Palace. We're sort of like if we get a draw, we'll take it. But just to see that change of attitude and even in play, 
there were times when the players could have easily gone back to Fabianski, started again, but they were just so much more positive. Um, and I, I think that's that's a big thing for us as a club and for the players to start realising that um, it, it, across the course of the season, I think it's only going to bode well for a few more results and they'll go away. And I think it just shows how much they've come, uh, how far they've come as a team when you look back to when David Moyes came back the second time and they looked like they lacked all this confidence in that. Now, we actually look like we're the team on the front foot constantly trying to beat these teams, which for me is just, it's, there's a big, big difference and, and it's great to watch as a, as a fan. Um, Lils, uh, you got anything to add on the game from Saturday? I know you was over there with your old man. Yeah, um, there's not much to add more than what the boys already said. I think it definitely highlighted the the fact that we're, we're just so light on the bench. Like you said, bringing Yarmor on at 85 speak volumes, doesn't it? If you've got, um, I think it was Bowen that come off first, but he'd rather have them three boys that start on, that may be a bit leggy, whatever, thinking they're more likely to do something than Yama is, you know, coming on fresh. He doesn't really look like he fancies it anymore, Yama, does he? I think if he could get a move away, he probably would have, but I don't think he really wants to be there too much. Lanzini can do a job, but I don't think he's the game changer maybe that he once was either, so definitely highlighted the need for signing. Um, um, I'm not quite I'm not as not harsh on Dawson as a lot of people are, but could yeah, I see what Jamie's saying. It's, it's, it'd be harsh to say it's his fault for the goals, but it both seemed to be that it sort of he was the man closest to the goal scorer both times, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I see yeah. him yesterday actually. While I was at the stadium, still looking for that Cruyff turn for the second goal. I think, but <laughs> it was uh, it was an all right performance. I don't think we've done enough to to really say that we deserve to win comfortably. I think a draw weren't a bad result. But yeah, we'd have took seven points from the first three games at the start of the season. So I'm not totally disappointed, but maybe it shows how far we've come disappointed drawing to our own to Palace. It's, you know, they seemed buzzing with the result, didn't they? So maybe that speaks more about where we are now. So Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, you hit the nail on the head everything you said there. I don't think, like, it's easy when you don't get a win. We probably could, if I really wanted to, I could rip them apart in some way, but there's just like there's just no need for it because I think there's a positive vibe around the club. We don't get this often <laughs> as West Ham fans, so we've got to take it. And I think we've got to, as fans, and Jamie was touching on it. I think we've got to understand like where we are as a club and and, and what we are still like. And this is what annoys me and frustrates me about the press and the media that jump on us like we we want this overnight. Like we know we between us. Um, obviously, Jamie's the first time probably talking to you, but I know between Lils and Knighty, like we're quite sensible. Like we know things don't happen overnight, and we know things take time. Um, and the way we get like labelled as a fan base who just wants something instant, otherwise, if it doesn't happen, then like all, all hell breaks loose, and and we want GSB out. It ain't it ain't GSB out overnight. GSB out is something that's rolled on for years. Um, and I think now, like, the way Moises has got us positive and the mentality around the club, including the fan base, I think you could see that on Saturday, that even when we was drawing, the fans were still behind the team, the fans were still trying to get the team going, rather than if that was last year or the season before, in a game like that, 
then it probably was a little bit toxic over there. But I think we've always had our reasons. I don't think we've ever just jumped on the team's back. Not at all. I genuinely think and we've only ever done it. It's not, it's not unreasonable as well when you've got the chairman coming at himself and saying in five years' time, you'll be in the Champions League. We're moving to a stadium for the next level. So they're actually promising these things as well and that it's not happening. So would you, playing devil's advocate, obviously they've got us, well, we're in Europe now. So, I mean, like if someone was to come back at you and say, well, we're in Europe, what more do you want? I want it to be a regular thing, which obviously time will tell. But if they carry on, obviously, you know my thoughts about the transfer window as it is. If it carries on the way it is, there's only so far these players can go. And we've got a great bunch of lads in the team at the moment that do work together well. But that will burn out eventually when you're relying on Antonio up front, Rice and Suchek in midfield. Uh, it, it will burn out eventually. And what we were promised was the next level continuously. And I don't think we'll get that personally unless things change. So what, what sort of season do you think we'll go on to have from here then? I can see us having a decent season this year. Um, again, relying on injuries. As long as Antonio stays fit, if he doesn't, it's all right playing a false nine or putting Bowen up top, but they're not going to guarantee you the amount of goals that a striker should. Um, so I, I can see us doing well. Um, top eight, hopefully. But yeah, it all depends on injuries, I think, which is something you can't control. Yeah. Our problem is, yeah, we're going to be playing Thursday, Sunday most weeks for the next few months. We go from what I would say, our starting eleven is now very good, in my opinion. Very decent side, right? You take out, San Antonio does get injured, which is more than likely. Bowen has to do a makeshift job up front. One of the other three gets injured out of them, uh, Benny, Vlasic um, and four nows. All of a sudden, Lanzini's in the team, let's say. You've, at, you've literally got nobody to bring on then. Literally nobody. So, we are one or two injuries. There's no way that team's going the whole season, playing every game, every minute. That So, Saints got to give. We'll either get knocked out of Europa or our league form will take a hit. There's no way that that squad is big enough to to play every three days. That's, that's the problem. Don't we lose Benny in January as well? What's that, sorry? Benny's going African Cup of Nations. That's him gone for a month, if nothing else, isn't it? Yeah, no, of course. So, Antonio okay. going to the, that gold, is it the Gold Coast Cup or whatever it's called? Yeah. With Jamaica as well. That could be up to a month, I think. Is that mid-season? I think that's mid-season as well, yeah. So again, we're, that uh, one's again, a bit COVID-dependent, I think. Yeah, I think it's still in a better way. This is what I read somewhere, so I'm not 100% sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's the problem. The squad's just it's still light. There's they're good signings, and we'll, we'll get onto it, I'm sure. But it's still light, isn't it? Yeah, no, God. So, well, I mean, we'll move away from the Palace game. I don't think there's much more to really go on. Now, I went off a bit, a bit off track myself there. Anyway, talking about about well, I got into the mentality of the club, and Moyes um, got it right. But I think that showed Saturday because I, I do. I think the team, the, the fans, especially. In a game like that, we actually, even though we took the lead twice and they brought it back twice, um, I thought the fans actually stayed with the team uh, for, for the whole 90 minutes. And, and I, I think even myself, I was there right until the very end, which, Lils, you'll know. <laughs> but, 
doesn't normally happen. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a positive change all round. So, go on, we'll move on to the transfer window now anyway. That's that's what we're here for. Transfer special, day after, deadline is gone. I think the loan window, uh, domestically, is still open for another week, but I can't see much happening there, if anything. So, we will talk about the transfers. Nighty, you can kick us off on this because I know you've got a lot of opinions about what went on. So, are you happy with the transfer window? I'm, I'm not happy with the window. I'm happy with the players we brought in. I think Vlasic will be a good sign-in. Um, I think Ariola will eventually take Fabianski's place at some point this season. Um, and he'll go on to be a keeper for us for a few years. Uh, I'm not sure on Crow at the moment. Obviously, I think he can go one or two ways. Um, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, the problem for me is it just seems like it is one in, one out. You know, we've not actually added to the squad depth. It's been Lingard's gone and we've replaced him with Vlasic and we've also lost Anderson, obviously. He wasn't here last year, but could have been another squad player. Um, it's that, That's what bugs me. It is one in, one out. Even letting Coventry go on loan. I know it's going to be good for him getting game time, but with the amount of games we're going to have this season, I don't understand why we're letting players like that go. And again, he's looked good pre-season. He looks good every pre-season, but maybe Moyes is seeing something different to what we're seeing. And he'll probably be another one, like the countless amount of youth players we've had through the years that seem brilliant and then go on and do nothing really. But it just doesn't make sense to me to let these players go with the amount of games we're going to have. Even um, Odebeka up top, in a couple of weeks' time, we've got like, what is it, three games in, four games in about 10 days. Man United in the Cup, midweek would have been a perfect game to give them a run out instead of using players that we're going to need and that's what bugs me oh, just going on you're talking about Connor Coventry there right is yeah. Noble and Alex Crow is that not enough cover in the middle of the park I, I don't think it, with the amount of games we've got to expect Rice and Sue six plus more guaranteed games ain't it so yeah that's it I uh, think and then put Lanzini in there as well you, yeah, obviously Lanzini played positions. well. Yeah, he played well the end of last season there, to be fair. But then, like Lil said, we get Antonio injured. Then Lanzini sort of deputises for one of the attacking midfielders. And I still yeah. just think we're, you could argue we're even shorter this year than we were last year, which is what's bugging me. It's not, we've brought in good players, but that's not what we needed. Our, our first 11 is good anyway. I can't see Vlasic getting into the team straight away. I see people always drop four nails, which drives me mad because he is the one that makes us tick. Um, so I don't think he's going to get in front of those three, Benny, four nails or Bowen. Probably Bowen's the most likely to be dropped down the line, but they're all playing well. So, yeah, that, I'm, I'm, not, I'm happy with who we brought in, but I'm not happy with the window and the fact that our biggest problem was striker and for what the third transfer window in a row with failed to deputise that and bring someone in that we need. Yeah, no, I, I, I think a lot of, of people uh, are probably, they, they can agree what you said. Like, for, for me, it, it was a brilliant, like, who we brought in, what what they were all really good players and they're all, they're all going to compete with a starting eleven rather than just add depth to the squad, which I think is what Moyes always said. And Lils, I think we had, we had arguments about it back in January when he was saying about a striker, he'd only bring one in if they could compete. With Antonio, I think that that's where we was having arguments. And to be fair to Moyes, he is stuck to that um, 
sentiment, if you like, that he'll only bring players in that will uh, bring uh, provide competition to the first eleven. So I think that's a good thing. No, I think you're slightly harsh on the centre midfield. Um, so on the centre midfield there, because I think there's enough cover. I think Jamie said it as well. Lanzini can come in if we have to. Lil's going to go back to you and just what you touched on about the injury situation. That for me is where I'm unhappy because a lot of people saying, yeah, we've got Vlasic in there, but that's like Antonio will assume will get injured at some point. If then one of the others picks up a knock, that's then when it becomes a problem. I don't think we brought in enough quality, neither did we bring in enough, enough depth going forward. And, and that's obviously where we we could come unstuck and we, we might start struggling. But other than that, he got Kurt Zoom in, obviously Ariola. Fabianski's already brilliant as well. So for me, overall, it was a good window. But um, uh, Jamie, have you got anything to add on the window? Uh, no, I've got to agree with all of that, to be fair. I, like Vlasic was I'm um, I'm excited about, but like I said before, I don't I don't know where we got that money from. I didn't think we had that money on hip. If we did, I, my question would be why was it not thrown at Lingard? Sounded like we were haggling over on, on that. You know, he's a, he's a ready-made player, you know, he fits into the team. Is that not, Is that a, not safer a safer bet? bet but... Would you have spent twenty five? You have to speculate to accumulate a bit. Would you have spent twenty five? Um, 29-year-old who's out of contract next summer. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the argument, isn't it? Like, overall, Vlasic might turn out to be we get 10 years out of him and he's he's a better player anyway. But, you know, I don't think if, if Lingard come back this year, he'd do double what he did in half a season for us last year. I don't think he'd get 20 goals. Yeah. I think that was a, you know, a sweet spot. So, look, I'm not against Vlasic. I just didn't, it, it surprised me, the fee. I didn't think we had that about us. If you're David Golden Sullivan and you've been offered Jesse Lingard for 25, because this is what I think was quite publicly known, that man, you wanted £25 million for him and we didn't want to pay that. And me, for once, I actually agree with the board because um, I think we kind of had this conversation towards the end of last season about Lingard. And I know some people at the time were just saying, go and get it done. As the end of the season come, I think obviously the hype died down, and then throughout the summer it died down a lot as well. So, as of yesterday, would you have genuinely sat there and paid Manu twenty five million pound for a twenty nine year old? No, uh, no, you, you're probably right, and this is where I get my GSB sympathiser tag from because although it was really frustrating that they did all of their bit, like most of their business within the last week. They've probably saved themselves enough money to get a crowd as well by doing that, you know, just by leaving things a little bit late. Because I think we, we, you know, you know, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. If they hadn't come off, it would have been stuff. But uh, you're right. He's, he's out of contract. Is he worth 25 million? I think we got the best version of Lingard last year, um, and I genuinely believe we'll get him on loan in January because I think he's not. He's not going to play. At United, not, not, in my opinion. Uh, I think Lil- the big one for me is is, is Zuma. Sorry, I, I no, think well, Zuma well, is well. a big one for me. Yeah, he, um, we've got to do something about the crosses. We seem to concede so many crosses. Newcastle was two, wasn't it? Leicester, another one, and like the only attack they had, and not even a good one. And then I suppose you could call Dorset the Gallagher's second one across goal as well. I just think we need someone in there, athletic, to help us in those situations. It's not. You know, it's a bit of a trend now, isn't it? 
Yeah, Lils, what can you add on Zuma? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got him in the end, to be fair. Like I was saying earlier, I'm not as harsh on Dawson as a lot of people are, but um, I think everyone's pretty realistic. He, he isn't the next level centre-back that we need, that Zuma might be. Um, I was actually surprised at how many games he played and started for Chelsea last year. Um, I thought he was probably on the bench, didn't play quite as much as he did, but got 35 appearances for Chelsea last year. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes straight in, to be fair. Uh, I think, yeah, Ariola will come. I think he just needs a game, basically, in the cup or whatever. He'll get a game. He does well, and I think he'll sort of get his spot, which is harsh on Fab, because he's he's been our best keeper in years, in my opinion. But it just sort of feels like the time sort of coming, doesn't it, to, to get in someone younger. But, yeah, overall, I, I don't think it is a successful window, purely the fact that we are still light like we just the problem was and my argument was completely different in Jan when you were saying we've got to get a striker we've got to get a striker um I was saying that I, I completely got Moise's point that we only need to sign players of quality that strengthen the squad which is exactly what we have done again this summer um but and at that point I was saying to you we've only got a month it's January you end up overpaying in January so if we don't sign someone I see why we've got Lingard in, scored loads of goals, just as many as any good striker probably would have scored, or if not more. But how we've had three months again to sign someone, and it seemed like pretty much all of our targets made moves somewhere else. How did, why did they not get done? Do you know what I mean? So either he hasn't identified someone that he wants, which I just can't believe that's true, or this 45 million budget was actually true and he decided that that was best spent on Vlastic and Zuma, I suppose. But I'm just, I just can't believe we ain't signed any backup for him again. Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to probably make a few points. Um, I think the budget was true. I think that was clear to see. Um, and by that being true, I then think Moyes has made the best of the situation he's got what tells me, what what makes me think that is that if you notice the players that he buys and that he's bought, uh, they're all quite versatile. So we haven't got... I, I know football, like the modern-day game, you don't necessarily just play number nine and right, you, you play within the width of the six-yard box now, anything like that. But it's quite clear that we need a striker. Like I mean, he's turned... Uh, Antonio into that now I, th I think we probably realised after we gave him number nine shirt that, that things probably weren't going to much happen up front because you're going to that's where you thought that number would go to but um, so just the point I'm trying to make is where I think he's had a budget to play with he's then looking for players who can play across the whole front nine like I think Bowen last year he was on the odd occasion he was playing as the false nine if you like Vlasic, what I've been told is apparently Moyes looks at him as another one he can play as a false nine. I mean, you've if you looked at Ben Rama, if if push come to shove, he could probably play in there as well. And I, I think we all know already that he, um, Yarmolenko can obviously play as a striker as well. I mean, we don't want it to come to that, but this is what makes me believe that Moyes is, is trying to make the best of his budget. 
So he's getting in players who are very versatile and who, who can play in more than one position. The reason I'm disappointed with the transfer window, again, is the striking situation. Tammy Abraham was supposedly his number one target. Didn't happen. Uh, what came about on Twitter earlier was apparently Tammy actually said no to West Ham. In that case, I suppose there isn't really much Moyes or the board could do about that. Um, if Tammy don't want to go, you can see him now. He's smashing it in Roma. Would have loved to have had that here. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just, again, the board are getting this praise all of a sudden because they've supposedly backed Moyes and, and whatnot. But I mean, Crystal Palace, uh, I believe, I think they spent £2 million more than us. And actually, we're the ones who finished sixth and are in Europe and have hardly spent a penny since... We, we've moved into this new stadium. Other than, Jamie, you mentioned it earlier, that Pellegrini era, we haven't really spent any money there. And it's just, it, it's, just it's, a, it's a bare minimum of what they should be doing, yet people expect us to come out praising them and, oh, the ball have done this, the ball have done that. But it's literally what they should be doing. No, I think you touched on it earlier. It's what they should be doing every year. We, we, need, a, we need this consistently. We need a consistent run of years where it gives David Moyes actually a chance to build a team, to build a squad that are capable of challenging every single season for Europe. Um, right now, I think, and sorry, James, I'm just going to say again, you was spot on when with your one in, one out. Like, the, the squad it ain't actually isn't any bigger and we're going into another season with even more games. So, it is. The players we brought in, Brilliant, really good signings, but overall the transfer window for me it is lacking. I mean, I gave, I rated him eight out of ten on Twitter. I think I was being really generous. It's literally the, the, the signings themselves bringing it through, but it, it still for me ain't the greatest window. So, things as well, like about the money, we got, we sold Haller in twenty mil, and they yeah. they come out and said that that money was going to be used towards a replacement, or Moyes was told that he could use that towards a replacement or whatever. They're in Europa, bare minimum, if we don't get out of the groups, worth nearly 30 million to us in TV. That's before performance-related bonuses. You get like 500 grand for a win, didn't you? And 200 odd grand for a draw in the group. So that's before, before any sort of any money. Sort of like money. That. So that's 50 million right there. That's what we spent, yeah? And like you said, take away the top five, they were all standout in what they spent. Arsenal... Uh, Villa obviously spent the Grealish money, United, uh, Chelsea. From 6th to 10th, when I was looking earlier, I like to say Palace spent a couple of mil more than us. From 6th to 10th in money spent, which we are in that bracket, there's about 5 million between all the teams. And like you say, it's us, Palace, Leeds, uh, I think Norwich are even up there. Teams that ain't got this extra money that we've got from Europe. So if we've got more money this year than we've had other years... It feels like bare minimum all the time, doesn't it? That whole point of moving was for ambition, move next level, but it always feels like they're doing the literally the bare minimum to just try and not keep us happy because they, you know, majority of fans still want a map, but I just can't. But what do you, you, look, you look at some of the people that went as well. All right, saying Tammy didn't want to come, but you got um, the geezer that Leicester signed up front. Um, Backer. Yeah, Dakar. Uh, that Simmer went to Brighton, didn't he? 
even Salomon Rondon's gone on a free to Everton yesterday. If we could have got him We're on a free, him. surely someone like that's worth, you know, getting in Premier League yeah. experience. I just can't believe there weren't a loan or or anyone that we could have got in up front to, you know, fix the the depth issues that we've got, really. That's why I, I can't say it's fully, you know, a good transfer window. Like, it's, it's the quality of signing that makes it half acceptable. And yeah. Jamie's spot on earlier. If we sign them within, say we wrap three of them up in the first week, two weeks of the transfer window and went the rest of the time without signing anyone, it's a complete opposite to what we've done. I don't think people will be maybe as happy as they are now. It's because it all happened in the last few days. There's a bit of excitement over a couple of new players, but it don't take away from the fact we're still massively, um, you know, out of our depth in terms of the squad. The good thing is, at least he is getting rid of the dead wood. Some of them might have come in handy, but he's getting rid of the dead wood and he is only adding players that are adding quality to the squad. And long-term, that is the best thing to do. But at some point, the players out has got to slow down, hasn't it? Which hopefully, once he's got his core, which he seems to now... That, that is better for the future. But, yeah, I still think we're one or two light. Jamie, what's your take on the window as a whole? Well, I mean, I'd love to, you can't disagree with that. I'd love to know what the actual million percent truth is on who's who's slowing all this down. Because the board don't like giving money out at all. And Moyes doesn't... He won't sign anyone. He's got this big thing about the character references and all that sort of thing. He won't sign a bad egg. He won't sign, like, just a, a, even if it was an average player. But if he didn't fit in with, like you say, all the positivity around the club. Like, his first signing was, uh, it might not have been his first, but one of his signings, and it weren't a great footballing signing, was Evra. Do you remember that on a on a free like six month oh, deal? That one can forget that. Come in, rescued us the first time, was it? Yeah. But it, obviously, footballing wise, awful. Like, why would you want a thirty six year old geezer who's never been not been playing for a year? But around the club, he was like amazing. Do you know what I mean? He was very positive, upbeat. He apparently, brought the changing room like up to a different level, sort of thing. Just that that thing that we've now got. He was like the first taste of it, I think, and. Like I say, he did nothing on the pitch, did he? Let's be honest. But didn't we lose um, his first three games four 0 I think. <laughs> yeah, he got pumped. Yeah, absolutely yeah. Got pumped. But he was happy about it. <laughs> that's hundred percent spot on. That's exactly what I was saying in January, and I was arguing with Nick that let's not sign anyone for the sake of it. And he was saying, you know, why have they not got a list or whatever? And that's my complete argument now. Is we've had three months. They surely had a list of. A, B, C, D, here's who we're going for. These are the players that fit my bill and we go from top to bottom until we get one of them. How, how we've come out with none. I think I'm on the flip side and I'm like... <laughs> who the far we be here? But listen, in, in, uh, in, in Moisar Trust and all that now, and I think what I mentioned earlier is a big factor is the versatility of all these players that he's bringing in. And I, I do I trust him, but then... It's even more worrying if, say, they then said to him, again, these are all ifs and buts, we don't know, and they've gone to him, well, you got 45 mil, make, you know, make do with that as you wish, pretty much. And, and if he's gone for the versatility, if he's thought, right, I've got 30 mil here, it's someone like a Lingard or a Vlasic who's a forward, not really a striker. 
I think he, he he does fancy Bowen as a centre forward if Antonio mm. can't play. And they're similar in the way that they run the channels, they work hard, they bring the others in. I, I get that completely. Um, so maybe he thought, right, well, I've only got whatever it was, 25, 30 mil left. I'm going to go with someone a bit more versatile. And if push comes to shove, I'll have to play one of them up top. So maybe that is what happened. But if yeah. that's so, why have we only got 45 million to spend in the first place? You know what I mean? So Yeah, so with, with your with your Alley budget, Mighty, as you well know, so what, we've only actually had a budget of, what, 20 million to, to play yeah. with? And that's the extra for Europa League. So if we didn't make Europe last year, would we have not signed anyone? <laughs> like, what, what would we have done? Do you know what I mean? Honestly, it's crazy. So I think we're, we're sort of all pretty, pretty much along the same uh, boat here as well. One thing I want to add with Moyes and all these signings, and one thing I think he's done, of which I don't know, maybe slightly gone unnoticed, but... We're obviously in Europe now, and if you now look across that squad, it's actually full of European experience as well. And I'll be honest, I haven't done my research too much, so I don't know what our previous squads have looked like in the past. But going into this European campaign, I'm pretty sure Fabianski would have had some sort of European football with um, Arsenal. You now got Kufal, who's obviously he's, he's been in there, uh, Zuma has won the Champions League only last season. Ogbonna was at Juventus. He would have had some experience along the line. Sarcek, I know Rice hasn't, but he's just still in shoulders, ain't he? So I don't think he'll have a problem planning any sort of away day. Um, and then even like with Vlasic, Vlasic has been planning there last season. I think, did he did he knock out Tottenham last season or, or the year before? So I think that he's got against them, don't he? Yeah, so he, he's been in there. He's got European experience. And I think that could be a big thing for us. For Nails as well, um, when he was at Villarreal, this, and it, I, I only just thought about it today. But again, from I, I just think it's brilliant for Moyes and the team that he's actually now building. And it's probably gone unnoticed, like I said. But when that team actually takes to the field in Europe for a West Ham side that hasn't been in there for what, what is it? Is it 14 years, 15 years, I think, since the last time? Um Oh, so I'm talking about Astra Google, you know, so maybe about five years ago. But to actually be walk, going into the European group stage, which I, I can't remember last time I actually done that. Um, and we're going in there with a squad that's actually, actually relatively experienced. Even Yarmolenko, I know people give him stick and all that, but the European the European stage might be something that, that benefits him and something where we could see the best out of him. What, at 90? What do you think about the squad in terms of Europe? Yeah, like I said earlier, I'm I'm happy with the squad. I think this is probably the best squad that any of us have seen in years. It's better than the uh, last stadium, uh, last season at Upton Park. I think it is. It's a fantastic first eleven. It is just the backup that bothers me. Um, I rate all the players. I, I'm happy, I'm happy with the front three. I think, I think Ben Rahm has come on brilliantly since the end of last season. Um, Antonio has come on massively. Like Obviously, I love the guy, but I'm his biggest critic at times as well. But some of his finishing lately in the end of last season, he actually looks like a proper striker now. He don't look like a right-back, right-winger that's playing up top. He looks like a striker. Um yeah, Zuma as well, obviously, big signing. I was with Lils on that one. I didn't realise he actually played for Chelsea as much as he did. I thought he was a bit part player, but obviously he featured pretty much all season for them. So I'm happy over the moon with our squad. It's just 
you know that inevitable times going to come when we're going to pick up injuries and we're playing Thursday night and playing Sunday and we've got to rest players and that's where we're going to struggle down the line. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that because I just think the injury record we've got, the, the negative seems to be that we all keep going on about injuries and things like that, but I think we've got reason to um, from past history. But overall, um, yeah, for me, it, it was a, a good transfer window. So uh, I'm going to ask for a rating from each of us. I said eight out of 10 on Twitter. I do think I was being really generous. So I'm, I'm actually going to mark it as a seven out of 10. Um, like, like we've all mentioned, the signings itself were brilliant, but we are still lacking a lot of squad depth and we, uh, we're we lacking extra forward as well. So for me, it's a seven out of 10. Jamie, give us an explanation as to why you're going to give us your mark. I'm going to give it a seven and I'm going to say just because, like, agree with everything really. There needed to be two, maybe three more. Um, but like everything where I stand recently, my expectations were so low. Uh, I, <laughs> I half expected, uh, until last year, I half expected maybe one or two rubbish top four rejects on loan, something like that. You know, Barclay or Loftus Cheek, something like that. I wouldn't have, you know, wouldn't have put it past them. So, yeah, seven for me. Um, and I'm very interested. We haven't spoken about Nevers or Oco Flex at all. Yeah. Now, I know they're not probably meant to be ready-made first-team players, but I think they could be. They could get some game time in the Europa games. I don't know. I'd be interested to see how seriously we take that competition. Yeah, I mean, again, I've, I've, well, from what I heard today, um, Moyes is actually wanting to take that quite serious. So, that would be interesting. Right. I'll probably think more League Cups. But we're talking about a lot of injuries at the minute. And I, I heard the other day, Nevers has already picked up an injury. So, yeah. Is that not the greatest sign uh, and the start to life to him at West Ham? But I think you're spot on. These are the sort of players that, it, for me, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if we'll move on to this in a minute, actually. Um, or actually, no, I've got, I'm going to throw it at you now. But for me, I actually will chuck away the FA Cup and the League Cup this year to concentrate on the league. And the Europa Cup, now Europa Cup, Europa League. Um, I don't know what what people actually make of that, but Marty, give give us your transfer window and Lils, give us yours, and then we'll move on to that topic of conversation. Uh, What's uh, what's your transfer window? I gave it a five last night, uh, but I don't know. I feel a bit like the Grinch now because everyone's giving it a bit higher than that. Um, but I do feel like I wanted to be a bit more negative towards the end of last season and just lower our expectations about Champions League and used to bully me into saying we were going to finish fourth. So I'm going to I'm going to try and stay a bit grounded this year, I think. Um, yeah, like I said, happy with who we brought in, not happy with the squad depth. And again, on the striker thing, it just bugs me, whether it's Moyes or the board, that they never fancied Haller from the beginning. So we had last summer... January and then this summer to bring in someone you know that's a long time that's a year to pick a player and that just bugs me still no matter how much money we spent we didn't address our biggest problem so I'll stick with a five happy with the quality of signings we brought in and that's the reason I'll give it a five but I'm not happy with the window as a whole God, I'll take your point I think that's really really harsh but I'll take your points on board. Lils, finish us off. 
Five is five is harsh. To be fair, I'll go. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go with a seven as well, purely from the fact, yeah, quality signings. I'm more than happy with him getting the players out that he don't think fits the bill and signing quality players, two that are probably going to start, two that are going to be hopefully knocking on the door. But yeah, a striker would have took it to a nine and then maybe another squad option somewhere else would have would have got it up to a 10 for me. But yeah, seven overall for me. So 90, the, the real Grinch should have grown, but they should know that. Right, go on, Nils, I'm going to stick with you there. Just what I was saying there about the Europa League, and the league and the two cups. I mean, as West Ham fans, we all know that's all we want is to, is to win a cup, um, and I'm I'm all for that. But because of the squad, because there's no depth, something is going to have to give somewhere. Um, and Lils, we've just got our tickets for the Man U away in the League Cup game. If we're being quite honest, we actually don't know why because that that Man I don't U. Know why. I still don't know why we bought them. That man you beat team against our beat team, he's not going to be pleasant to watch. But um, so yeah, so Lil, basically, what I want to ask is, is what's your take on, on all four competition or all, all four fronts this year? Because for me, not even City can win all four, so we've got absolutely zero chance. We, we're going to get whopped in the League Cup. Why we why we're going to go? <laughs> I honestly don't know because we, we're going to play the reserves, aren't we? It's just a fact. Yeah. Their squad depth is ridiculous. You look at their bench, if Rashford's back, they could literally play Rashford, Sancho, Ronaldo might play. Like, the start, I think just Ronaldo against our B teams. I've booked <laughs> a half day off work. We're going to drive four hours to Manchester and get home at three o'clock in the morning to watch our reserve play. I honestly don't know why we've done it, but... You've not yeah. mentioned the Lingard at trick either. Yeah, oh, Lingard. Something... Something's got to give at some point. So I think the League Cup, we can literally disregard as, as being out already. Yeah. When it comes to the FA Cup, I think you've got to take it as it comes in terms of all six games get played in, in Europe by December, don't they? If we're then in a position where we are through to knockout stages, I think you have to prioritise that over the FA Cup. Just, again, money, how big it is. I mean, I don't think we'll win it, if I'm honest, but there's a Champions League stake and spot for the team that wins it. I love the FA Cup. I'm up there with literally the biggest fans of the FA Cup. It would please me unbelievable amount if we was to win the FA Cup. But the draw of that will be done. So first game will be in Jan. I think you just have to take a view at that point of, of who we've got. Hopefully we get a favourable draw in the early rounds that mean we can maybe play a sort of half-weekend team and get through. But if it comes to a point where if we got drawn away at a Prem club that first game in the FA Cup and we were still in Europe and he played a weak team, don't think I could particularly have too many moans where in years gone past, we've gone and watched us play Wigan away in the Cup. He's put out a second fiddle. We've got a beat and we're, you know, shouting all the way home, ringing TalkSport up with the ump because... <laughs> We played, we played our second team away to a League One side when we were, what, 12th in the league at the time? Yeah. You know, going nowhere. Yeah. Um, but this year is slightly different. So, you know, I'd like to say that hopefully by the first weekend in January, we might have signed a couple of players in the first couple of days of the window. But I can't see that happening either. But <laughs> who knows? It's a great point, though, Lewis, because I, I, I completely disregarded the FA Cup. But, um, yeah, 
you got to play how it goes, I suppose, because you you might even be out the Europa League group stage by then, or if you are through there, there's, I think it'll kick off again in February, won't it? So by that time, there's possibly three rounds of the FA Cup actually played, and if you are actually, if we was hanging around in mid-table in the league, then maybe you could just knock the lead league on the head. Um, if you are comfortable enough and actually aim for the Cups as well. So I think that's a great point on the FA Cup. Jamie, I'm going to ask you the same question. What are your thoughts on, on all four all four um, trophy hunts? Well, I just think that being West Ham, like you said, we ain't in Europe every year. We're, we're in it this year, straight into the group stage. So we can't go out in the qualifiers to some pub team. And I think I would love to see us in some form of knockout, knockout, knockout game. game. I think it'd be really brilliant, 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 but we don't see, we don't it, see it very much. much. That for me is priority. I think the League Cup, let let the under-23s have a game. They're doing all right. I think they deserve it. And it's, that's the last thing we want to be doing. I think if we progress in that and Europe, we'd be playing three times a week, some weeks, and we, we just ain't got the squad. So an FA Cup, yeah, see where you are at the time. You know, you can get a couple of rounds in. And then, yeah, but I mean, I, what I like about Moyes is we'll, he will go for it, even whatever team he puts out. You know, he'll have a, he'll have a plan. So, I, I, I think it's got to be Europe and the Premier League. Yeah, no, I, I, I tend to agree with that as well. I think Lille's went along with that. Nighty, have you got anything? I don't know what you're going to come out with. You have a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm going to laugh. Like it all. Best team in all of them. No, I'm lowering my expectations because I'm expecting him to disregard the League Cup and the FA Cup. I think he does it anyway when we're mid-table, like you said. So, with the amount of games we've got, I can't see him prioritising even in competitions. Me, personally, I'd love the FA Cup. Like, to me, that's bigger than the league. Like, the spectacle of the day, just... That's like the pinnacle of the season for me. Like, growing up as a kid, I love the FA Cup. And... I would love us to do well in that. And like you said, if we are doing well in Europe and we can go at the FA Cup, then I'd like to, but I can't see that happening. Um, I'd probably even prioritise the FA Cup over the Europa League for sentimental personal reasons. But I know obviously money-wise and it benefits the club, the better we do in that. But for me, I'd, I'd just love to see us win something. And we've got more chance of winning the FA Cup or the League Cup than we have Europa League. Um, yeah. but good point it, it's a great point but it, it will be nice obviously if we do get to the knockout stages like Thursday night games there um, that, that would be good um, so yeah I've, I've lowered my expectations anyway I'm expecting us to get knocked out the league cup straight away <laughs> but I'll take that if we do well in at least one of them you know if, if, as long as we progress somewhere along which is something we haven't done in years you know gone far and won the cup so if we get far in one of them, I'll be happy. Well, I don't know if we can go Zagreb. I don't know if we can go Belgium. We've booked up to go Austria. So we better at least get through to the knockout stages because if I don't get to see West Ham in Europe after all this time, <laughs> I'll be honest, I'll be absolutely fuming. Um, well, Alyssa, I just want to shout out all the boys on the international duty. Uh, hopefully they come back injury-free and have a good one. Deckers is back out of England and good luck to Antonio who should be representing Jamaica but for now we are going to move on to Jamie because I believe he's got his all-time favourite seven-a-side team I know Knighty loves this bit um, <laughs> so Jamie over to you 
kick this off with your seven-a-side scene, mate. Right, OK. And as I said before, I've taken this way too literally because I've picked a team based around a smaller pitch and a smaller goal. <laughs> um, so I'll kick off then. Um, what a keeper. But he wasn't the biggest, Jimmy Walker. For me, yeah. having him in there, uh, just that was at the peak of my when I used to go to almost every game when when he saved that penalty of Lampard. I think we lost anyway, but it was at the bridge, you remember he saved Lampard's yeah. penalty. What a hero, love him. And I'm oh, sorry, Jamie, I just want to stop you there because we've had I think Lil's knows I'm gonna come over to him for the debate. <laughs> now I'm I'm sure we've asked Jimmy Walker, and I can remember Jimmy playing a lot more games, but his Wikipedia says he only played 11 times for West Ham. No. And I, listen, I can't, I'm going to check it out and I have to tweet it out or something because I don't think that's right either. But because Lil's put Mascarano in his team and I weren't having it. <laughs> you are for the best, you are for the best side. We all time favourite, seven aside team, should not include Mascarano. Why not? Hey, he kicked a ball. Jimmy Walker saved the penalty. Thirteen games for West Ham, and he's getting picked in seven aside teams. He saved the penalty at the bridge from Lampard. I mean, he don't, yeah, that, that don't get him. That don't get him in the amount of teams he's got in. It's oh, not just Jamie. He's got in loads. He's got in a few thing. teams, but. Mate, Lionel Scaloni must have played more games than him, has he? Mate, not that's the closest it? thing that comes to a trophy for West Ham, saving a penalty at Stamford Bridge. I'm telling you, Jamie, go on, crack on. Who are your defenders? <laughs> right, I'm worried now. Cause... Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Goalkeeper-wise, I wanted Fab, because Fab's probably my favourite. Like He's been our best goalkeeper in my lifetime. We haven't had many good goalkeepers, but I like Walker because he still loves the club. He's proper yeah. good entertainment when he's playing as well. I've gone for a back three of, and this speaks volumes really, that, that I've got sort of three, maybe four of our current crop in there. But uh, Sufal, because I think he just owned the right side of a seven-side pitch, but it's, I mean, too tactical. Probably should just pick <laughs> seven good players. Um, Declan's gone in there at centre-half for me. I know he's not centre-half for us, but on that little pitch, he'd be bringing it out, basically playing there. And then, and then Dix, just really, because I think if you're playing this either seven aside, there's always going to be that one time you get isolated <laughs> at the back. And they're not going past him, are they? But, and no. it's only a blue card in that tournament. So, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Right, a lot. Too much. Yeah, way too much. Um, and then just, in front, well, not in front of them, but behind a striker from Joe Cole and Decanio. That's, that was my era. Joey yeah, Cole yeah. and Decanio. And, and then my five-year-old daughter changed this last minute. I was going to go for Defoe because, again, I thought wriggling around among the little pitches, getting his shots off quick, would have had him, but she's put in Antonio. Right, listen, I don't think no one's going to disagree with Antonio. I think even Knighty will agree with that right now. Wouldn't you? I don't know. He struggles to hit a normal goal. How's he going to hit a 75 goal? <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah. I, I just think thought, you're going to have to you know, replace Kelly on the podcast, <laughs> I'm not that bad. <laughs> Jamie, tell us your team again. So it's Walker, Sufal, Rice and Dix at the back. It's a bit of a bit of a muggy team, to be honest, because I'm going to allow teams to come onto us and just punt the ball to Antonio. But Joe Cole, Di Canio. I'm not going to lie. Joe Cole, Di Canio and Antonio. 
Yeah, no, to be fair, though, going up front, that ain't too bad at all. But I am quite surprised you left that pie yet. I mean, I know he's a, a bit of a snake. People want to call him whatever. He kicks off in Marseille uh, against Renz or whoever it was the other week. But I think nearly everyone actually had him in their West Ham team. Nah, dickhead. Oh. <laughs> he was willing to put his phone in as well, though. Yeah, that's, that's true. The phone. Yeah, no. Nah. But yeah, I mean, as I say, my, my daughter saved me there. She put Antonio in, but um, so, I just think with with Payet, this is very unpopular opinion, by the way. It, the second half of his best season, it was one season. I think he lived off the of free kicks. Whoa! So many games I went and watched that year, and I just thought he wasn't at it sometimes. And bear I mean, in mind, he didn't have a long time to, there. We went up to Blackburn away. And I know it was Blackburn away, but he was, incre- like, the whole game. Not, like I said, I know it was Blackburn away, but he was just inc- incredible the whole game. He absolutely run the show. Um, yeah, I mean, he was, he was a, he's a magician sometimes, unplayable, absolutely unplayable. I was um, friends with um, someone he played against in a friendly when he very first joined. And he was, like, for South End, And he was literally, like, I said, well, what was he, like, playing against? And he's like... Different, different race, different human. Like you, you could not get near him. There's no he touched like a FIFA player. Do you know what I mean? Like instantly under control. But I just think when it got cold and bobbly, there's a few games where I just thought, if you hadn't scored a free kick last week, I wouldn't be. I know that's an unpopular opinion, but in smoke. There you go. On a cold Wednesday night is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't end it. Jamie, <laughs> it's been great having you on. Um, if you are listening, if you want to follow Jamie, follow him at Jamie Backstar 182. Is that right? That is. I'm not I'm pretty new to Twitter, to be honest. So ain't that interesting. But yeah, oh, really <laughs> listen, we'll give you a shout out anyway. Nighty, you actually balls in the post somewhere. Lil's as ever, it's been great having you on. We will be back very soon, probably before the Southampton game, and we'll give you an update on the internationals and then we will be going out into Europe, hopefully. Come on, you irons. Thanks to everyone for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. You can follow us on Twitter at the underscore bowling boys. And if you have any questions or want to be a guest on future shows, don't hesitate to DM us. We've been the bowling boys. You've been great. See you next time.